0: This is Generation Justice, a multimedia project that trains you to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Saïd Alejandro lerger
1: And I'm Lily Lukau. Tonight we share the 2020 New Mexico Voices for Children Kids Count data. We'll hear from Amber Wallen, Deputy Director of New Mexico Voices for Children.
0: We also have some calendar announcements to keep you up to date on all things happening at the New Mexico State Legislature Session.
1: We open up our time together with a message from John Lennon, Power to the People.
0: New Mexico Voices for Children is an advocacy organization that works for sustainable changes for New Mexico children. Tonight, we welcome Amber Wallen, the Deputy Director of New Mexico Voices.
1: GJ Media Justice intern, Milian Cordova, speaks with Amber Wallen about the most recent Kids Count data book and what it means for New Mexicans.
2: This is Milian Cordova with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Amber Wallen, Deputy Director for New Mexico Voices for Children, an advocacy organization that uses data to work toward the improvement of education, economic security, and health of New Mexico families. Amber, welcome to Generation Justice.
3: Hi there. So (laughs) glad to be here. Thank you all for having me.
2: Um, Can you please tell us more about yourself?
3: Sure. My name is Amber Wallen. Uh, I've been with New Mexico Voices for about... Going on eight years, I'm born and raised in New Mexico. I love Albuquerque, love our state, and I live here with my husband and and two young ones.
2: Amber, can you tell us more about New Mexico Voices for Children and the Kids Count data that New Mexico Voices for Children collects each year?
3: Well, New Mexico Voices for Children was founded over 30 years ago by a group of pediatricians who were realizing that they were seeing children in their offices, but in order to really treat the symptoms of the challenges these kids were, were having, that they really needed to go upstream. They needed to look at the policies and the systems that were impacting those children's lives. And so at New Mexico Voices for Children, we do data research and policy analysis, policy development, and it's all towards advocating for better policies for New Mexico kids and families. You know, too often we think that the interests of the really well-connected or the really wealthy are prioritized in policy making. And we want to make sure that New Mexico's children and families have a voice in policy development as well.
2: Thanks for answering that. Why is this data so important for us to know?
3: Well, the data is really important and it's kind of foundational to how we do our work at Voices. And so, Kids Count is a state by state and a national effort to track the status and well being of children and families across the nation. And we track data in health and education and economics, as you mentioned, and we use that data to develop evidence-based policy recommendations and so it's really crucial to look at the data to see how our kids and our families are doing and what the data shows us is that our kids and families are facing some big challenges in the state now we just released our annual new mexico kids count data book and while that has some data about those big challenges there also are some positives in the data as well
2: well follow-up question to that um, what are some highlights or takeaways from this year's data
3: that's a great question. Well, one of the one of the remaining challenges that we see for New Mexico kids and families is that we continue to have big economic challenges for our families. We have one of the highest rates in the nation of children who are living in poverty. We have really high rates of poverty among workers who work full time and among working parents. So we know that those types of barriers can uh, loom really large for families and for kids when it comes to creating opportunities. But there's some bright spots in the data as well. And so I'd say some of those bright spots are that we're seeing improvements in a number of different indicators for children and families. And in some cases, these have been big improvements over a longer period of time, for example, when it comes to children who have access to health insurance With the expansion of the Affordable Care Act, we've seen that improve by huge amounts in our state. We've seen more recently some gradual improvements when it comes to education for our kids from the youngest ages all the way on up through high school. So those are real bright spots. And there's also a number of positives that we see in the data for New Mexico teens. We're seeing big improvements in teen birth rates over the years. So we have seen teen birth rates drop in our state. And that's great because we know that sometimes having children at young ages can create big challenges for New Mexico youth. And so we we like to see improvements in that area. There's other uh, big improvements as well in teen and child death rates. Mm-hmm. And that's huge for our state. You know, unfortunately, we're ranked near the worst in the nation when it comes to teen and child death rates and, and teen and child abuse. So That's a real bright spot when we see improvements in that indicator. And we're also seeing improvements when it comes to teen drug and alcohol abuse. And so we know that there's more opportunities in our state for kids than we've seen in the past. Mm -hmm. And we see that reflected in the data as well.
2: I think I saw in the data book that we were uh, young uh, kids growing up in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. I guess the worst place for a kid to grow up. Is that true?
3: Well, That's a good question, and it's kind of a tough one to answer because what we report through Kids Count and at Voices, you know, we're kind of often at the forefront of reporting a lot of that negative data on child well being. And we're actually ranked worst overall in the nation for child well being when we look at this combination of indicators. But we'd always include with that the statement that. We don't really think we're worse than the nation to grow up. You know, I grew up in New Mexico, and and yeah, and you did too. And and uh, we know we have an incredible state. We have an incredible mix of cultures in our state. We have the most amazing landscape. We have incredibly strong families and communities. And you know, we've persisted in this sometimes harsh environment um, for hundreds and in, for some of our Native American communities mm-hmm. for tens of thousands of years. So we know that there's incredible strength in New Mexico and we think we have a lot of potential in our state to create opportunities for kids but that too often when it comes to policy making that we're not creating the opportunities that we could for our kids and families. So while we do rank poorly in the data when it comes to comparisons with other states, we think that there's a lot of strength here and a lot of opportunity to create some positive change.
2: Yeah, I think here at Generation Justice, one of the uh, most valuable um, things to us is uh, diversity. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, A follow-up question to that. Um, You're talking about opportunities. Um, Where do you see opportunities for our community?
3: Well, I think... You know, one of the reasons that we release the data book in January is because it's the beginning of our legislative session, and we tend to focus on state policy. And so we time that because we want kids to be a presence in the roundhouse in Santa Fe, where over $7 billion a year is allocated for our state's programs. And so there's a lot of opportunity in every single legislative session. You know, every single year is a chance to turn this data around and to create better policy. So that's a huge opportunity. Right now, what's happening the legislative session started on Tuesday. So we've got a window of about 30 days where a lot can happen. And there's a lot of, there's big chances to get some great policy passed for New Mexico kids and families.
2: Uh, What is your message to lawmakers regarding this data?
3: We'd ask that they remember kids when they're making policy, you know, too, it's, it's too infrequent that there are kids in the roundhouse. Whenever I see them there, it always just makes me so happy. But you rarely see kids there. You rarely see um, just regular folks, regular families. You know, people are out there, parents are working, kids are going to school. It's hard to have that presence up there. So we would, you know, I think the most important message that we have for lawmakers is for them to keep New Mexico's kids and our families, our low-income working families, our families of color, to keep all those people in mind. They may not be in a committee room, but they're incredibly important. And so we really would want to see families and kids prioritized in the budget. We want to see those programs prioritized that matter most for New Mexico's kids' health and their well-being.
2: When I looked at some, some of the data, I noticed that 41% of Native Americans and 30% um, Hispanics ages 0-17 through 17 live in poverty compared to 14% non-Hispanic whites. In your opinion, why does this gap exist?
3: It's a great question to ask, and I'm glad you did. I I think really, that gap in poverty and those disparities that we see across too many indicators in child and family well being, they're a reflection of decades and centuries of policies that have really tended to benefit certain groups of people in our state, in our nation. You know, people talk about equity and equality, and those are kind of buzzwords that are thrown around, but equality of opportunity is not something that just happens. It's a product of systems and policies that are put in place that really give everybody equal opportunity or not to succeed in in society. So we know that our families of color and our Native American families and our Hispanic families, that there's incredible strength and resiliency and brilliance in those families. When you see Those disparities reflected in the data, that's why you know that it's coming from policies and systems that are in place that are tending to benefit certain groups of people who often are the ones who already have power and wealth in our society. And, you know, that's why at New Mexico Voices, it's one of the reasons why we look at tax policy and budget policy from an equity standpoint. When we're talking policy, we're looking at who is the policy benefiting and who is it hurting? And too often, um, our especially our tax policies are really tending to benefit those who already have wealth in our society. And those do tend to be people who are not Hispanic or mm-hmm. not Native American. And so when it comes especially to tax and budget policy, we try to lift that up and we work on policies that are what are known as progressive, that, uh, that generate enough revenue for programs that matter most to kids and families, but that are also progressively structured. And so they kind of attempt to try and write that system. So it's, a little more fair for all of our families in our state.
2: Cool. Thank you. Um, according to the data book, the number of teens ages 16 to 19 who are not in school or employed is growing. What do you think that is behind this trend?
3: You know, when you look in the data, you see that a lot of New Mexico families and children are facing a host of challenges. So you can't look at high school graduation or or fourth grade reading, or eighth grade math. Um, All of those things we analyze, and we rank poorly as compared to the rest of the nation, all of them. But you can't look at them in a silo. You have to look at, well, what what are kids and teens facing right now? And so we know that we need to have robust sports programs, that we need to have after school programs, that we need to have really great meal programs, that we need to have counselors, that we need to have nurses in every school, that we need to have people who are there reaching out to kids who may be on the verge of dropping out. And that we need to have people who are who are trying to provide opportunities, you know, but what those all sound great. And I don't think anybody would disagree on those. But where you see disagreement is whether or not we fund those programs. And so as you as you all know, a year before last, New Mexico lost a major lawsuit that was going on for many years. And it was about funding education in our state. And the judge ruled that New Mexico was severely underfunding Education in this state. And so there's a lot of remedies and we and we have seen some great spots, especially in the 2019 legislative session that uh, the administration, uh, Michelle long administration and also a lot of legislators, great steps that they took forward to addressing that. But that's going to take some time. So when you underfund our students' K-12 educations for decades, that it's going to take some time before we see that reflected in the data and in the data that you're mentioning. You know, we, um, those teens are, are, have been in school in New Mexico for 10 to 12 years, and it's been underfunded, so they haven't had the services and the programs we need. So back to the question about what we would tell lawmakers. And again, it's, it's about prioritizing kids in our budgets, and that means funding those programs that are going to help them the most.
2: Thank you so much. Where can people go find uh, the data or more information about New Mexico Voices for Children?
3: Well, you can visit our website. It's www.nmvoices, so n-m-v-o-i-c-e-s.org, nmvoices.org. And we have a lot of that data there. It links to our Kids Count Data Center. And so we just touched on a little bit of data today. But you can find uh, that data and a lot more on our website and on our Kids Count Data Center.
2: Perfect. Thank you so much. I think that's a valuable resource for everybody. Is there anything else that you'd like to add?
3: I'd like to add that everybody who's listening, that your voice matters in this process, that it's easy to get jaded by politics, and it's easy to get jaded by data that's negative and think, well, it's bad data, there's nothing I can do to change it, but I would just say that there absolutely is, and that's in our families for sure, in our communities, but it's also in contacting your policymakers, it's in letting the, letting your voice be heard and ensuring that it's heard in the legislative process, and lawmakers do care what the people that live in their areas think about policy. And I can't tell you how many times I've been in a committee hearing and a lawmaker says, you know, somebody who lives in my neighborhood called me and told me that, you know, this wasn't working for them or they needed this pass. So I would say, raise your voices that we absolutely have the the power to turn this data around. And we're making some great steps in Santa Fe to do just that. We saw big injections into our early ed system, our K-12 system, higher ed. We saw tax cuts for 70% of New Mexico families with kids this last legislative session. So there's a lot of good stuff that's happening, and I'd say just stay hopeful and stay involved.
2: Thank you, Amber Wallen, for your amazing community work and advocating for those whose voices are often go unheard or how the resources to make the change. This encourages young adults like me to also advocate for those in need. For Generation Justice, I'm Milian Cordova.
1: Thank you, Amber Wallen, for your action and commitment in the name of the youth of New Mexico and the policies which affect our lives.
0: New Mexico Voices for Children, we thank you too for bringing us this important data every year. It helps us all understand New Mexico better.
1: To honor children, the next songs you will hear tonight focus on our future. You will hear God Bless the Child by Billie Holiday, followed by Oo Child by The Five Stair Steps.
0: Mama may have, Papa may have, but God bless the child,
2: that's got his own.
0: Ooh, child. Get brighter, ooh, child. Things are gonna get easier, ooh, child. Things are gonna get brighter. Someday, yeah, we'll put it together.
1: Welcome back to Generation Justice, broadcasting live from 89.9 KUNM at the University of New Mexico. It's time for our community calendar.
0: That's right. And this week we are focusing on events happening at the New Mexico State Legislature or the Roundhouse. What's up first?
1: Our first event is the Immigrant Day of Action, tomorrow, Monday, January 27th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. This event is hosted by ACLU of New Mexico.
0: The day will start with a rally at 10 a.m., Then, folks will have the chance to speak to lawmakers about protecting the personal information of immigrants.
1: For more information, contact ACLU-NM on Facebook.
0: Next up is Environmental Day at the Roundhouse with the Sierra Club Rio Grande chapter.
1: It happens Tuesday, January 28th from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. There will be information panels on the bills that Sierra Club is promoting, in addition to lobby training for anyone who wants to attend.
0: For more information, contact the Sierra Club Rio Grande Chapter at 505-243-7767. That's 505-243-7767.
1: The next event is the 2020 Acequia Day at the Roundhouse.
0: Folks from around the state will march and rally to protect New Mexico's traditional water systems and invest in their future. The event is from 1030 a.m. to 2 p.m.
1: Lobbying and the march will begin at 12 p.m. For more information, you can contact the New Mexico Ecequia Association on Facebook.
0: Now, we want to share some music with you. Here is This Land is Your Land by Chicano Batman, which was originally written by folk singer Woody Guthrie. We'll follow that with Living for the City by Stevie Wonder.
2: affection to keep them strong, moving in the right direction, living just enough, just enough for the city.
0: Welcome back to Generation Justice. We have a few more special events happening at the 2020 legislative session.
1: That's right. Our next announcement is for the Thousand Kid March, hosted by Investing Kids Now, Clearly, New Mexico, CHI St. Joseph's, and Olay, New Mexico. The march begins at 11 a.m. on Tuesday, February 4th, with a press conference to follow at 12 p.m. For more information, visit the Facebook event page for 1000 Kid March.
0: The next day, Wednesday, February 5th, is the end mass incarceration day at the Roundhouse from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m.
1: The event is hosted by the ACLU of New Mexico who are calling on all people impacted by the legal system to come together and demand change to the mass incarceration system in New Mexico.
0: For for information on this event, you can visit the ACLU-NM on Facebook or call 505-266-5915.
1: That's it for our legislative calendar. This next song is Freedom by Jurassic Five. them travel by the multitude the devil's devil has a golden food my culture iss cruel cause this word is misconstrued small countries exempt from food because leaders have different views You
0: choose. What mean the world to me is being free living let live and just let it be let it be love peace and harmony when universal family
3: one god one will and one destiny yeah, yeah
0: imagine life without a choice at all Give a vote without a voice at all These be the
3: problems that we face them
0: hope you've enjoyed this hour of civic action We'd like to give a huge thank you to Amber Wallen and New Mexico Voices for Children. And thank you to our interviewer, 17-year-old Milian Cordova.
1: Tonight's program was produced by Kateri Zuni and Roberta Rael. Barbara Ramirez was our director and Riazula Alikuze was our engineer. We'd like to give a huge thank you to all of our youth producers. We could not do what we do without you.
0: We would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org, where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud and iTunes.
1: Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the Colin Alma Health Foundation, and of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking donate.
0: Generation Justice would also like to remind you that this program was broadcast on stolen indigenous land.
1: That's right. And coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word. So stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. I'm Lily Lukow,
0: And I'm Saïd Alejandro larkia Good, Good night, night New, New Mexico. Mexico.